Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story, and when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I am always excited about having this opportunity to share stories and connect with guest uh, co-hosts. But tonight is special because this is a new sister friend that from the beginning, it almost just <laughs> felt like God ordained a friendship straight from heaven. And we have had so many opportunities to learn from one another, to support mm-hmm. one another, and to encourage one another. So I'm excited that Sandra Coates will be with us sharing her story her testimony, Mm -hmm. her perspective about beauty, and her book, None Like Her. So let me tell you a little bit about Sandra. She is a powerful role model, an influencer, a speaker, an author, and a mentor committed to spreading the powerful message of God's beauty within every woman. As founder of United and True, Sandra played an instrumental role in rallying women together of all colors, sizes, ages, and cultures to showcase the exquisite beauty of God in each one and how we are better together. She speaks to empower women knowing they are equally made in the image of God and encourages them to walk confidently despite the competitive pressures that face us to actually try to fit in and be perfect. For the past 25 years, Sandra has held many leadership and speaking roles, mentoring and encouraging women through her church, also working as a nurse at a pregnancy clinic and throughout her community. Through Sandra's powerful message of self-confidence, acceptance, and proper body image, her goal is to see more and to support women to be able to be united and set free. I am excited for us to jump into a conversation that I know many women will be able to relate to, awakening the beauty in all of us. Welcome to the flip side conversation, Sandra. Thank you so much, Dr. Jackson. It is such a delight to be here. I was so excited for this conversation tonight. You know, it's one in which I know you have a testimony and a story that you're absolutely going to share, as well as I know my struggles in in growing up, in recognizing my personal value and uh, my place, just finding a place of belonging. So I'm curious, as we begin to talk about United and True and for our social media community, you can see her shirt that we're both wearing. 
tell us yeah. a little bit about why is this such a motivation for you? I have always struggled with uh, my body image and confidence, and I felt like I was one of the only ones, I think, that did, because I would compare myself, you know, as a little girl. Um, I was tall, I was overweight, and as I talk about in the book, my really my battle story of, you know, areas that I was bullied or felt ashamed of the very ways that God had made me, uh, but the pressures that I felt and the hiddenness that I tried to hide myself, you know, away from, um, it, it really became something bigger than just me. And I realized as God walked me through my transformation story, he really offered me an invitation and it was mm. to see more. It was to see more about what I had always been. And wow. I had sabotaged that since I was a little girl. And I think so many women and girls are like that today, where mm -hmm. you could look at a sister, you could look at someone and think, gosh, I want what she's got. I think, man, I look at her and then I look at myself and, and I didn't think I felt bad about myself, but now I do. Or, you know, we, we put on a face or we think that we have to be a certain size or have a certain look or our skin has to be an exact certain, you know, type of perfection or whatever. And then it, what it does is it really takes away from us really valuing and seeing our identity because yeah. that is where we are going to get our strength and our power. Mm -hmm. And the enemy doesn't want us to know about mm -hmm. this beauty, this force that lives within each of us, if we're too busy trying to be somebody else. And as so my story. To, yeah. I as I listen to you, it, it, there's so many nuggets. I hope whoever is listening, you have already grabbed your pen because she came in with multiple things that I want to make sure we pause to make sure you grabbed what she just said. As I listened, I heard, you know, how do sometimes we will put ourselves in a box that society has created or we get trapped into comparison and we're missing the opportunity to actually see our own uniqueness and beauty. And if we're so busy trying to look at or compare ourselves or criticize ourselves, we miss the opportunity to identify and live out what, what we're actually here to be and do, regardless of size, skin color, complexion, um, height, it, all of it there is something that God wants to use through your unique identity structure and just the presence and essence that is you. So you were getting ready to share how in your own story, you process mm -hmm. that. Yes. I realized that I was very ashamed of, and I speak about it very openly in the book. I had an addiction to food. It was a hidden addiction I didn't want anyone to know, but it's so hard to hide that kind of sin and you feel trapped in it. And so you try everything you can 
to beat it, to fight it. And yet I couldn't do that on my own. And so it, it turned out, I mean, I thought it was because I, I didn't feel chosen. I didn't feel worthy. Um, I wanted a relationship, you know, a romantic relationship. I wanted to be loved and adored. And, um, you know, my, my parents did all they could, but then uh, they divorced and there was other issues in my life that I just felt like I had to prove somehow my identity. Somehow mm-hmm. I had to chase after beauty. And that's why the question that I ask on the back of my book is what if you never chase beauty again? Mm-hmm. Because God had to settle that argument. He had to come in and say, Sandra, you are searching. You are, you are searching for what I have made in you. But, but we, gotta, we have to, I need you to come to me and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the scales off of your eyes. I'm going to show you now what it means to walk with me, to see the beauty that's always been in you because it's bigger than what you could ever imagine. And so United and True came out of that story. Wow. United meaning we are all one body, what the world has tried to separate or try and categorize and say, here's the pretty girls here's the chosen girls, here's the the ones that we esteem, God says, no, no, that's not true. All, there's no one that's prettier, all have a mark of my beauty that's within them. Mm -hmm. True Mm -hmm. stands for transformed, redeemed, and unique. And if a woman or a girl can walk in that calling, that label over her life that she is true, and God is continuing to work in her and say, no, nope, no, nope. what you see in the mirror, I want you to see what I see. And little by little, he gives us opportunity to do that. And so from my own story, I always wanted to be small. I wanted to be petite. And there is nothing petite about me. <laughs> I am five foot 11. <laughs> I, I have always had big feet. I have, I was overweight. I was a hot mess, hot mess. And I I thought I just, I just want to be little, you know, and that was not me. And God had to show me, first of all, food is not, he, food Mm. does not love you. That Mm is, is not something that you can want to worship because it wants to rob you of something and fill you with shame. And Mm -hmm. God's like, I have more for you. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't know there was more. I didn't know. The flip side of my adversity is God took me from begging, begging to be someone different to then saying, I want to use you on the platform. And I want to, I I ended up going and working um, now doing as a model and, and doing fashion runway and feeling like, what are you talking about? But it was on that <laughs> runway where I'm standing yeah. with all these other models. And this is, I'm fast forwarding through my story and it's all in my book. But what he's saying to me while I'm walking on the runway is mm-hmm. I set you apart to be here, to be light and to yeah. be the beauty that I've put in you. Not like the girl that's behind you or the one that's in front of you. So stop looking at them. Yeah. But I want to use you. And, and then what I realized through doing modeling was every woman has a place on that runway. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me, so how would you actually define beauty? 
What definition would you, if I were standing in front of you, how would you define beauty through what your book communicates, what United and True communicates? What's the definition of beauty? Beauty is, is something that we can only experience as we look and see God. Because God is the inventor of beauty. And so mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. less, anything else is a counterfeit piece of beauty. Mm-hmm. The world has tried to tell us this size, this look, you know, do this on your face, do this on your body, wear these kind of things, you know, stand like this, pose like this. And God's saying, that is, that's not beauty. Mm-hmm. That might be what the culture says now. But as I, in the book, I talk about, all right, what was beauty a hundred years ago? Beauty a hundred years ago was not what beauty was 50 years ago. And it's not what it is today. And do you see how it's ever changing? The world is chasing after what only God can define as beauty. So if you want to see beauty, go, go look in nature, Mm -hmm. go look at a newborn baby, go look at a sunset, go look at snow falling. Mm-hmm. Go look at something that God has created and he's made and you will see beauty. Um, so there's a, mm-hmm. you know, there's a definition you could look at on, on Webster. <laughs> when I see beauty, um, beauty is when I see the mark of Jesus in someone else and I see her scars. Mm-hmm. That's something God has illuminated me to be able to see is I see beauty, even though I might see your scar, yeah. even though I might yeah. see a blemish even though you might not wear a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. There's still even beauty. Yeah. You might have a past that if, if you told everything, you might think that I wouldn't see beauty in you. God created us and we have a mark of beauty within us. It's ours to choose if we accept it mm. and we want to walk in it. I feel like as I listen to you, it's an opportunity for us to, instead of chasing um, a culture's definition, which just as you shared, it's, it's literally a moving target. Mm-hmm. But the consistency of God's word, if we go to the, to the word of God and use that as our beacon of light, it remains consistent it sets a standard. It identifies not just the exterior, but the in- interior as we have been made in his image and using the word of God as our beacon, our focus. How does he define our value and gain those definitions, which will, will remain consistent and mm-hmm. and we then can feel stable. Because I think as we think about all of the other things that we are tending to chase after, it's continued to be something that we're either trying to feel safe or we're trying to feel more connected when both of those things are in the word. And if we prioritize our thoughts around what God is already presented as our foundational truth, we'll find stability. 
So we have a couple moments before we go into our first break. And I would, I want to ask, we'll do part two, but part one before the break is tell us just a little bit about how you took that concept and turned it into a conference. Oh, yes. That was one of the biggest defining moments for me because I have never planned an event besides hosting a little party at my house. And I thought, I am, no, this could not be me. And yet God had chosen me, the one with all the insecurities and the one who's come from all the shame and lacking all this confidence to saying, I am going to transform you, Sandra. And guess what? It's not just for you. You're going to have a big party and we're going to throw a conference together with a fashion show. And so what I did was he he gave me favor. All the designers that I knew, all the photographers Mm -hmm. and the different people, I knew what it took to make a really legitimate runway fashion show. And I brought in, we had women from Ethiopia and from Africa and then local designers. Um, We had all these things that we wanted to do and accomplish, but specifically, I'm very picky about who goes on that runway. I want it to be a flavor of every culture and size and age. And because every woman has a story. And, and so we did it and it's fun. It's the three things, fun, fashion, and purpose. Those are the three elements we wanted every woman to feel a piece of her beauty that night. And so it, it happened. We had shopping and uh, we were able to give $1,500 to stop human Mm -hmm. trafficking. So it, it was really also about freeing women who didn't have a voice themselves. Um, and only God could give me this vision, this concept, and bring it alive. But we had between 250 and 300 guests come. And um, it was just so awesome to see uh, Mrs. America or Mrs. Virginia even came and she shared her crown uh, with some of the girls and some of the women. I mean, talk about beauty, empowering beauty. Yes. That's what it was about. We are going to continue this conversation around the United and True Conference. I got my first taste of it this uh, past um, fall and absolutely a, a phenomenal experience. So when we come back from our first commercial break, we'll jump into she not only had models, but she had role models on the runway. And so we'll unpack what does that mean in just a few moments. We'll be right back. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently and your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose. My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty 
and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life, so why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back to our flip side conversation entitled Awakening the Beauty in Every Woman. I have the privilege of chatting with my new sister friend, Sandra Coates. She um, has been inspiring and encouraging us to redefine beauty, not based on the moving target of culture, but actually going to God's Word and pursuing what he says about beauty, and then raising our eyes to look around us and show the evidence of his beauty. Mm -hmm. Out of that definition and her own testimony, God took, as you heard uh, just before the break, God took every situation she thought was not enough Mm -hmm. and used it to pour into a conference entitled United and True. And I got my first opportunity to experience the conference, but I want Sandra to share with us what makes United and True as a conference different from any other conference. What's different about this experience? What a great question. We are so intentional about redefining beauty and value and worth. And we want every woman and girl to have the best girls night out on that Friday night 
to see an amazing runway fashion show and to hear speakers like Dr. Jackson or others. We had some high schoolers speaking and college girls just talking about the pressures that they faced and what it looked like to really stand tall. And and my word for them is to be set apart Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. Um, Because so often when we come together as women, there is some unspoken tension and competition. Tell the truth. And United, I'm telling it, United (laughs) and True is is totally flipping that around. Because when we come together, when women come together for a common purpose and we do that thing, we are unstoppable. Yes. So United and True is about every woman and specifically that conference. It is magical. And you know why? It is because we need every single woman and every single girl in that space because she brings a piece of her beauty that no other woman has. Mm-hmm. And she's seen and she's heard. And that might not be she, everyone's on stage, although we did a really fun one where everyone got to come up on the runway. But really, we want to speak it and shout it that this is for you. And so wherever you are, whatever space you're in, whatever you see in the mirror, um, maybe you don't like the season that you're in or you're struggling with your friend group. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it really is a chance to set that all aside and say, wow, I have beauty and I have purpose. And we had someone speak on mental health who had struggled. She had struggled with anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. And she talked about that. And you know what she said at the end? She said, if anyone in this room is struggling with that, you need to come talk to me. And then it, a couple minutes later, she was on the runway as one of the role models. Yes. That's what United and True, that's a little sliver of what it is. Um, and then we had Mrs. Virginia. She brought her crown. She looked so good in her pageant gown. And you know what she did? She shared her crown with anyone who wanted a picture with her. And she wanted to be there to tell them about their beauty. That's United and True. You know, Sandra, I want I want to make sure our listeners get a clear picture because you actually uh, were trained as a model, experienced that whole life, and and God, as He brought you out of a place of a distorted view of yourself, used your entire past to pour into this moment. But the models you placed on the stage of United and True were not professional models per se, but you called them role models. Can you just define how did you pick or what do you mean by role models on the stage of United and True? A role model can be something um, that we all can be. And, and I don't mm-hmm. think people realize that, that, that you yourself have the opportunity to be a role model. Now, you have to choose that path. Um, it's not an easy path to make. It's not an easy decision, excuse me, shall I say. It, it's one that, that you, you won't always fit in. Mm-hmm. You won't always be the most popular. Um, yeah. And I think what we saw was there was a nomination process. We wanted to see, and, and we had people nominate, it, nominate other guests 
that they thought should be a role model. They knew that person. Um, we do want to know that, hey, they, they have a relationship with God. They love God and they know that God has put some beauty in them. Yes. And yes. so even if they were doing it scared, and so <laughs> many of them are, you watch them go from uh, going from that first rehearsal where they don't even know what to bring. They don't even know what to do. And we treat them like professional models. You say, bring your black heels, bring your leggings, bring, bring your attitude, bring your, you know, a little sass. We're going to put some music on. We're going to put the tape on the floor and you're going to walk it. And, and, but yet we, we begin to tell them about who they are and who they represent and who they're going to speak to at that show. Um, and then we had, uh, as you watch them transform, we then want other people to follow them and recognize well, I, I can't tell you how many people say, I want to be in it next year. And they would have never had the courage to do that if they didn't realize we're not about perfection. Mm-hmm. It's about you knowing who you are and living that out as to how God has called you. And so I hope every single one of these, your listeners could come to a conference. But I also want you to know, I hope United and True, my heart is that it spreads to yes. countries worldwide. Worldwide, there are so many women out there and so many girls who need to know that being a female is one of the biggest gifts they can be and that they bear a piece of God's beauty. Mm -hmm. Men were not given that. We were. But God does it. He is the perfect gentleman. He doesn't want anything from you. He has so much for you. As I think about the words that you just shared and the uniqueness of of women loving the the unique way that God made them and walking in it, I'm curious also, you shared how the process initially, when it was given to you, that you did not... Willingly at first, she said, no, 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 I, I don't want to do this. But I'm curious, what does it mean for you to actually dare to wish for something? What does that mean in your heart for you to, to dare to wish for something? I love that. I love to be able to dream and go, God, with you, all things are possible because I am the last person who should be standing on stage or telling another woman in the bathroom, wherever we are, to tell her and say, I see you and the confidence in you and calling out her beauty and her worth and the uniqueness about her. I'm the last person that should be doing that. That was my life's battle. And God flips it around and I, my heart swells with joy thinking about a woman or a girl with all of her battle scars, recognizing that she is beautiful and she love, begins to start loving who God made her to be and knowing that there's more to her story. There's nothing like it. And that's what keeps me going. I, I, I would think nothing more the privilege of doing that uh, for the rest of my life. How God will take something that we might feel ashamed about and turn it into an entire platform 
passion, and then a calling to be able to guide and support others into confidence, into a place of acceptance, into a place Mm -hmm. of love, and just literally be a reflection, his hands and his feet on this planet. I know that you were in a vulnerable place as you developed the conference, but then you took it one step further and wrote a book entitled None Like Her. So before we go into break, can you tell us a little bit about None Like Her? I would love to tell you the story. Uh, None Like Her was a birthing of me coming forth and realizing the transformation had to start with me saying yes to God. And it's taking a leap. It's taking a leap. It's not comfortable. It's saying, God, you know, I want this. I've, I've always wanted to think I'm beautiful. I've always wanted to be like her, whoever her is. (laughs) And I realized, oh my goodness, there are so many hers. There's so many people we can compare ourselves to. There's always going to be someone that we think is prettier than us, that we think has it together more than us. I think about the old saying that if you're so busy trying to be her, who is going to be you? Mm. We miss the opportunity to show up in Mm -hmm. what specifically has been designed for us. Can you tell me what are you noticing as you share the book in different places and spaces? What are you noticing about the um, the experience that people are having with none like her? So the response that I have gotten is is overwhelming. It is it is amazing to just think about a woman going through this book and it's designed to have parts to it um, that then have reflection and discussion questions. And so it can be for an individual by herself. Um, I go first, but then it's meant for then you to go because the idea is that you're having your transforming experience along with me. It can also be for a Bible study or a small group, a book club. But what I'm getting, the response that I'm getting is, I relate to so much of what you're saying. Your story is my story. And so really the book is is awakening the beauty within you. It's really pulling up the shade so that you're the things that the enemy doesn't want you to know. And that's you've always been the beautiful one. You've always been the her. You're her. <laughs> you're her. And and the funny thing is oftentimes people are looking at the her And someone else is looking at you, wanting what you have. And if we stopped trying to be someone else and be who God's called us to be, and you used the term earlier, you know, take off the mask, get Mm -hmm. authentic, be honest about your story instead of being ashamed by it and finding space in a either Bible study group or a work group, uh, one of our listeners asked in uh, sent a question saying, "What resources would you suggest for teen girls who are struggling with this very conversation? 
Would you suggest none like her? And or what other resources would you suggest some of our teenagers mm. who want some answer and guidance? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And, and to be totally honest, I don't have all the resources. Um, I, I certainly am, am trying to dive into that myself to find resources for our younger girls. The book, None Like Her, is appropriate for a mature middle schooler, probably eighth grade mature on up. So it's definitely appropriate for your high schoolers. I would say if you feel like your daughter or your niece or, you know, whoever's in your life that you could go along and and read it with her and maybe have her share her story. The questions, the discussion and reflection questions are there to really say, okay, tell us about now what you think when you look in the mirror. What do you say? Or what do your friends say? And then from there, it, it replaces that with the truth. And, and it really talks about scripture. It really talks about how, you know, your beauty is, there's no argument of it, but it's really how do you thrive in a world that is trying to chase after beauty? How do you do that well? Um, what we need to know is that there is beauty in you because if, when, when you see God in you, you see beauty. And that's where you've never seen somebody who's following Jesus there ain't no ugly ones. There aren't. You can't. There ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Yes. There's beauty. There's beauty in all of us. Radiance. That's what I was getting ready to say. I feel like it is the light that is inside of us as followers who are um, Imago Dei, the Mm. image of our God, that light that radiates absolutely creates a ripple effect and an influence in spaces. If, as you shared earlier, we take up the mantle to be willing to be the role model in the space, even if we're uncomfortable, even if we are unsure, even if we are afraid, in that moment, he has called you for such a time as this to be willing and obedient to be radiant light, especially in a time like this where there's so much um, sadness, helplessness, hopelessness, despair, we have an opportunity to stop looking at one another and comparing, but actually be light in spaces. So we're getting ready to take our second break, and there's a commercial that Sandra has shared with you, the listeners, to encourage you to seek out the book, None Like Her, Mm -hmm. as an opportunity to read for yourself, to do the work for yourself, or find a group of women, a group of sisters, or Titus Two Moments, where you can connect with someone younger. But dive into the book, not just read it, but actually use it intentionally to change your life and someone else's. So we will be back shortly concluding our flip side conversation with more tools and next steps that Sandra is making on her journey of growth. We'll be right back. Life is now in session. Are you present? 
We don't get a dress rehearsal in life, so why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose. My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I have been having the pleasure of just an authentic conversation that is just breath and life and air, the opportunity to take off the different masks that we often uh, find ourselves wearing and being able to say, you know what, this is me. The scars, the bumps, the, the bruises, The highs and the lows, all of it makes up who I am as an individual. And instead of pointing at or trying to be someone else, lock into how God wants to use me and my story Mm -hmm. to be light and encouragement for others. Just before we came back from our break, I was sharing a question with you from one of our listeners. Nancy asks, how do we model the true beauty we are, the love and caring 
we have for one another? I think it's such a powerful question as we think about all of the discord and the um, friction and the conflict and the discouragement that can Mm -hmm. seep in. How would you say we can begin to show up as true beauty and love for others? I love Nancy's question. Um, One of the things that I have learned is that the beauty that I can feel that God has given me, first, I need to seek that out because it is such an overwhelming treasure. Mm -hmm. We need to seek out and recognize that God has deposited, I talk about it like this diamond. Think of the biggest, Mm -hmm. most beautiful, exquisite diamond that you can think of. And it's been deposited in you. And you reflect that out. But what happens is, is when you try and create your own beauty, then you hold that beauty on for yourself. When you recognize that the beauty that's within you, you have access to and you say yes to and you say, thank you, God, that you radiate out of me. When you walk in that, you don't, you don't take from anyone else. You give part of that away. It's that spill over. <laughs> and so I am very careful. I love fashion. Um, I'm a pastor's wife as well. So I have a church community. Um, I also work with Young Life. I, I'm in, in a lot of spaces and I work at a pregnancy center with young women. I'm very careful. I love fashion. I am very mindful of what I wear. I want to look good. I want to feel good. And that's a good thing. You want to look and feel your best. But you also want to know that modesty is a gift. And not every woman realizes that. So many women think the more I show off, the more attractive I am. And it actually is the reverse. Mm. So I'm not saying you got to put a trash bag over your head. (laughs) But what I am saying, look and feel your best because of that diamond that's been deposited Mm. in you. And it radiates out every single moment and breath you're on this earth. And don't let anyone tell you that the more you age, the less that diamond radiates. Because that is a lie. Here she that goes, y'all. Lie. As the grandmother in the space, Doctor V, <laughs> you just talked Come about. Now. You just talked about two, two things that are huge. One is as women, it's it is wonderful. Both of us have a fashion background. You a runway model. Me, my very first degree was in fashion design and merchandising, mm-hmm. and so it is beautiful to enjoy beautiful things and being able to enjoy fashion and to desire to, you know, enjoy how you appear. But when it is ruling you, when it is how you need to be able to look a certain way in order for you to feel valuable, that's when it's a moment to begin to pause grab Sandra's book and say, you know what? Let me really reconcile and go into the scriptures that she's placed in the book to help us become more accountable on what are you using to define your beauty outside of a part of what's already in you. And then the second thing, as we get older, 
what stories do we begin to tell ourselves mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. our beauty as well as our worth and our value in spaces? Just because we're getting older doesn't mean that our value is decreasing. It's actually an opportunity for mm-hmm. us to begin to walk more boldly in wisdom and walking as that Titus II woman who's ready to continue to pour out, not diminish just because we're older. Two huge buckets of uh, challenges that I know, even for myself, I've had to reconcile as I've gotten older and, and have worried about, you know, what role can I play on this planet as mm-hmm. I look around and see how culture devalues getting older. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I want to say this too. You can have any title that you want. So for example, if you want to call yourself a runway model, you can hold that title, but I'm going to tell you till any time you, you hold on to that and think that's going to bring you value or beauty, you are, are mistaken. Mm-hmm. If you live from an identity that's based on a title that someone gave you, whether it's a good one, one that you like, or one that you don't like, you know, so many women have said, I've been called ugly or fat, or maybe someone else was the pretty one and I wasn't. So that's where you have to go back and say, God, I want to know the beauty. I want to know this diamond that you put in me because I want to live from that. And I'm telling you, so many women being set free is unstoppable. I talk Mm. about that in the book. It is Mm -hmm. the war. There is a war after your beauty. Not the girl next to you, not the other woman uh, beside you, 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 because you are positioned here for this time and this space and you are dangerously good. (laughs) And that's, that is something that as you read my book, you're going to see over and over and over. It is this war call of saying, come on, girls, you bring your scars. There isn't any perfect one. She doesn't no. exist. No. But God in us, that perfect beauty, oh, he is redefining and he is redefining and he has given us a fresh dose of his beauty. It's awesome. You know, as I listen to how you just unpacked how often we as women are operating from some internal narrative, whether it be from our childhood, words that people put onto us that we began to adopt as truth, which are actually a lie. And then we continue to try and chase after to change that internal story. I'm curious, as you have now published the book, and you're starting a new journey at another level that can impact and help women change that internal narrative by developing your life coaching uh, business. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so I have been called to, um, to a new space that I'm so excited about, and it's been coming for quite a while. And all of the pieces have now come together where I am transitioning and going to be launching in 2022, a brand new coaching program that will include some of my book, but really also a personalized, intensive, transformative coaching program 
uh, with women or with girls. Um, and I am so excited about it. And we're going to be able to free so many women whose mm-hmm. identity they didn't know was something that they were trying to do and build from themselves rather than really recognizing their strengths and their talents and the beauty that's within them. And so it is really designed out of my heartbeat from my own transformation story. And I'm so excited to start working intensively with women. So as we talk about the opportunities that are coming forward in 2022, how can people find the book? How can they connect with you? Uh, Where can they find you either through your website and or social media? Yeah, so um, visit my website and you can message me directly, sandracoats.com or follow me on Instagram, um, sandracoats and or on Facebook um, or follow United and True. We are on Instagram and Facebook and we also are unitedandtrue.org. But those are the places um, to come and find me and you can even book appointments right directly through my website. So as we are getting ready to close, I always ask um, my guest co-host, if I'm sitting in front of you and I am discouraged and I want to quit, Sandra, what would you say to me as we get ready to close? I would begin by asking you what it is that you would tell someone else that you loved, someone else that you admired, someone else that you thought had it all together, what would you say to her? And then I would begin to tell you back those things Mm -hmm. because that is the message for you. And that is the, the story. It's my epilogue story in my book. It's the very last story. And it's the story of hope. It's the story of God listening. And he knows the areas that you are discouraged, the areas that you're wounded, or you think I've never felt like I was enough or I was chosen. But he rewrites that as we invite him in, as we come to the end of ourselves, and we think, that's it. I give up. I'm never trying it again. It's too painful. It's too much work. It doesn't work. And God's like, I know you're right because you need me. You need my beauty. That's it's wired within you, but I need to give you the eyes to see it. That's what I would say. Yeah. You are the girl. You are the one that you want to be. You're her. You're her. <laughs> yes, indeed. I so appreciate you, my sister. Thank you so much for taking time to pour into, encourage, and inspire all of us. And I am forever grateful for the fact that God looked down, saw two women in two different states to put us together to encourage one another and to be able to walk out our purposes to be light and love for Mm -hmm. others. So if you are listening, check out None Like Her, an opportunity to encourage yourself and someone else. And check us out next week as we explore another flip side of adversity conversation. 
Thank you again, my sister. And don't forget to log into www.livingstrongllc.com for the replay of this episode, as well as the resources to encourage you to continue to live strong. We'll see you, chat with you next week, same time. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.